Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. Hello and welcome to another edition on the podcast of Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. I am he and Lorraine is here as well. Hello. Hello, Ali. Right then, uh, we're getting cracking on some of the cars that we've been driving over the last two or three weeks. We'll start with having a look at these and we'll also be driving a car for you in a few moments' time called the BMW i8. Ah, what a car. We'll talk more about that. Beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. We're still in love with that one. However, to a couple of cars, one of them that I wasn't in love with at all, you liked for some reason. And I just thought to myself, you know, you're getting easy pleased. I'm talking about the Volvo XC40. You were put off by the colour, I have to say. <laughs> That's true. It was, yeah. The colour was fabulous. You just didn't like it. <laughs> it was a pale blue, yucky, blue thing. You I said it like was it like an ice cream van. Yes. Which was very cruel. Little windows in the back and you'd be driving an ice <laughs> cream van. I was waiting on somebody asking me for a 99. Anyway, no. And then when I got into the car, it was... It, 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 I didn't like the gearbox at all. It was just clunky it couldn't get reversed and i'm pleased to say i wasn't the only motor writer who couldn't get reversed a few uh commenter on that it was difficult but well this motor writer could get reversed it was a couple of small nudges to the front and that gave you reverse very very easily okay so it's it's yay and nay for the volvo xc40 well it's won quite a lot of awards recently as well so um you know i think i'm not in the minority maybe you that's in the minority Never happened before. And then we got into the new Ford Focus. Now, this wasn't my first time in driving this. We've had it for a week, but I also had it right back at the beginning. There was a slight delay with Ford Focuses coming into this country and getting launched because um, there was a a transporter (laughs) sort of went off the road with a lot of them on it and a few showrooms didn't manage to get them. But I managed to get into one and drive one for a day, which was just in time for the Car of the Year Awards to allow us to vote for it for for me anyway, to, to vote for it, which was quite good. I loved it. I, I loved, loved it too. I, I've always loved the Focus. Yes. It was a great car. But great. this one's styling is particularly nice. Um, much sportier than the outgoing model. Really, really nice indeed. In fact, I think it was pipped at the post by uh, the, the winning car at Car of the Year. I think it was quite close because it was a beautiful car. But again, as we said before, not everybody had driven it to vote for mm. it. Yeah. Okay. And then we moved on to a car that... I found uh, a few passengers who I had with me being quite surprised. And one said, what is this? It was a car plus. Which doesn't look anything like a car. No. (laughs) why people were saying, what is this? It's a car plus. I Uh, found it a bit clunky. Really? Yes, I did. I found it clunky, um, a bit basic. But then that was reflected in the price as well. So um, I had lots of bits and bobs and lots of um, characters and functions. It It was really good, but... I wouldn't buy one, put it like that. All right. You see, I would have had one. Yeah, I thought it was good. The extra headroom, the the heights, it gave you a little bit of height on the car as well. So you were, you know, you did pay for a little bit of the extras. But, uh... No, I'd have the focus many, many times over the car, I'm afraid. Okay. What about the one we went on a long test drive on? Well, the car was absolutely fantastic, but it looks like something you would see on a racetrack. It's a beautiful performing car, um, sports car. And it just didn't look like it should be, if you know what I mean. So I spoke to Martin Harrison and I asked him, Martin, is this really an electric car? Well, it's past electric, yes. Uh, so uh, I can say yes, but no, it's, it's, uh, it has a 1.5 uh, litre petrol engine combined with a, a small electric engine. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a sports car, uh, but not fully electric. What kind of range are we speaking about? 
Well, electric mode only, it's 28 miles, but um, that's quite flexible, as you've probably found today driving driving the car. Uh, the flexibility is that as you're driving, uh, particularly in sport mode, you can actually uh, increase the range of the electric uh, drive. So you can enjoy the car on the back lanes, and then when you come into a town, then you can switch into electric mode uh, and provide zero emissions from the tailpipe as you come into the town. So it's a, it's a good car. And when not in electric mode, what kind of engine are we speaking about? Uh, it's a 1.5 litre petrol engine. Uh, the output, I think, from memory, is just over 236 horsepower. But combined with the um, electric engine, it, it nudges over 350 horsepower. So performance-wise, it's definitely in sports car territory. Uh, in the, for the IAT Coupe, we're talking 4.4 seconds to 62. Uh, and the Roadster, which you've driven earlier, uh, is just a, just slightly slower, but 4.6 seconds. So again, just a, a fast, fun, fun place to be. How many do you think you're going to sell in the country? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I can't tell you what the volume prediction is for uh, for, for this year and next. Um, I know we have a number of cars to sell, but I think you know the, with with the Roadster in the mix, it gives us more opportunity. Uh, it's still a very popular car. You have to remember, I8 when it when it launched back in four years ago was a breath of literally a breath of fresh air uh, in in in, in motoring world, and I think that 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 affection towards a car has, has, has remained. Uh, people are very loyal buyers. Uh, and I think the Roadster offers something a little bit different uh, to, to, to the range now. So I think there's a definite opportunity. But in terms of outright numbers, I'm afraid I can't give you that. Sorry. Watch this space. It's a spectacular looking car though, isn't it? The design is just fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah I'm glad you say, that, say so. I think, I mean, exterior-wise, uh, particularly in the Roadster form with the soft top down, I think, you know, it... it, it, it really cuts a lovely silhouette um and you know very it's a very dynamic design too uh the um dihedral doors which open open up upwards and outwards uh at a, a moment of occasion uh the interior as well is is very driver driver focused and oriented towards the driver and a very comfy place to be as well you have to remember this is a sports car and many sports cars aren't inherently comfortable they can have quite a jarring ride uh the uh, setup can be a little bit confusing but in this car I, I would hope you agree it it is a, it's a nice environment and quite quite a relaxing place to be that was one of the most surprising things about it was how comfortable it actually was um, I, can, <laughs> I can only agree with you yes of course Fantastic. yeah thank you can can you tell me how bmw decided to make the electric car in a performance car and not necessarily in one of their smaller models i think i think well, we do. We do. We have the i3, of course, which gives you gives you that that entry level um, point, uh, which is a much more upright hatch, uh, and that is, as we as you know, an all electric. Um, uh, currently, is an all electric car. Um, the i8, I think, provided an opportunity for us to sort of showcase what we could do, and I think. As I've already said, the when it when it launched a few years ago, uh, was was a new take on on how to access um, uh, high performance uh, high performance driving, but in a more affordable fashion. You have to remember some of the cars that were alongside it, the performance oriented performance orientated uh, hypercars, were nudging a million pounds. This this one is just over a hundred thousand pounds. So, while still expensive, is not in the same same category. Um, but I think. In answer to your question, I think having a halo car that 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 showcases some of the technology that's available and the advantages of of driving um, uh, a hybrid vehicle uh, just give it just provides a little bit more opportunity for us to communicate some of those messages. Really, just finally, Martin, is this the way ahead for all cars? Do you think I, either hybrid or electric? 
I think I think it's one solution. I think you know we, we we're in, in a very interesting time. I, mean, I don't need to tell you this that there's there's I mean there are so many different takes on 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 the future of mobility. I think this is this is one example at the moment. And I think as battery technology improves um, and the charging, more importantly, I would say the charging infrastructure for for people to to plug in their cars improves in the way that we. Uh, charger cars changes too as that all comes together i think then yes i mean i think as, a, as, a, as an example of how things are at the moment i think it's it's a it's a, it's a as i as, a, as you found a, a very good example and i hope it's a terrific stepping stone for the future this is ali bally's weekly wheels Martin Harrison from BMW talking about the fabulous BMW i8. Just a mere smidgen over 100 grand. Can get yes, actually entry level. <laughs> entry level, yes. 114,000 and then it works its way up to the one we were driving, which was 170. 100 I think it was up to 190 or something no, like that. Absolutely. I, I didn't mad. get one in my stocking, that was for sure. No, no, that, that wasn't to happen. But in general, I, I love the car. You, you know, the, the, the driving around the road was just so much fun because of the, you know, my ego. The attention was just great. It was great. Everybody's looking at the car and I'm carrying on, they're looking at me. What but, about yeah, getting in and out? Getting in and out was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was sticking my mobility sticker on it. Um, no, it, it was, it's not for um, someone who might be a bit rotund like me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You roll in and roll out. But uh, did you find it being a young fit uh, lady? Yes, yes, yes. No trouble at all. No, no trouble, trouble at all. all. Right. Oh, well, that was it was a good one. Totally enjoyed that, I have to say. Moving on, I want to talk also on the, the podcast uh, this week about the driving test. Yeah, well, some researchers has come up recently saying that existing motorists should be giving some tips to people who are going to be learning to drive in the next near future. And there's a sort of top 10, I think, that should be told not to use a mobile phone when driving. Well, that goes without saying, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Tell them not to drive too fast. The dangers of tailgating, that's quite important because how often do you see people driving right up to your tail, which is really, really annoying. Driving etiquette, such as thanking other drivers or allowing people to filter in. That's quite important as it well. Is. It is. It is. Not, I'm not, don't let me in. Don't let me in. I, we were talking about this uh, just recently uh, to uh, one of our young daughters. And I was saying that when you drive a car, like uh, let's say a Micra, which she was driving, and then you move to a BMW, <laughs> which she is driving, I said, you will find that less people will let you out at junctions in a BMW. Absolutely and she true. says, yes, I've noticed that. I said, well, it's the same with test cars. We notice that if you're driving a Fiesta and you come to a particular junction that's difficult to get out of, you will get out without any problem. Nobody they will allow you out there. You turn up in a BMW and I eight, <laughs> and you have it. no chance. <laughs> no hope. No. So etiquette, yes, please. New drivers and existing ones as well. Remember the road etiquette. One of the things is uh, how to drive on motorways. And I thought now they can drive on motors, but the, the lessons are not compulsary. I think that should probably should be. I think be it should well. be. Yeah, I, think I think it so. should be. As, as well as driving at night. Driving. Yeah, well Absolutely, done. Well done. Absolutely, yes. Nighttime driving. How on earth can you just be handed the keys of a car? Congratulations. You can off you can go now and you can drive at night. You can drive on motorways. And you don't have to be, you know, anybody with you. That's wrong. The next one I'm guilty of, not to be a middle lane hog. Oh, you are. I do that because if I don't know where I'm going, I can always take to the right or take to the left, you see. Which is most of the time she hasn't a clue where she's going. How to park better. Again, that's not really covered very well in, in lessons, is it? 
Well, some of them do. So I think it depends on your driving mm-hmm. instructor. But on the test, yes, possibly the test needs to be a little bit more stricter, I think, and include things like motorway driving and nighttime driving. <laughs> what about how to use an indicator? Especially at roundabouts? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And finally, how to open a car door in tight car parking spaces without bagging the car next to you. And dinging the car yes, and yes. then thinking, I knew you'd like that one. Yes, yes. My car all, was all dinged. Had them all fixed now. So good advice there that you could pass on to someone who's learning to drive. And I don't, and you know, I hate when people just talk about youngsters learning mm. to drive because mm-hmm. it's not just youngsters. It's, it's older people as well, which is, you know, take heed Give some advice to them as well. Congratulations to the revolutionary all-electric Jaguar I-Pace. It's been named as the BBC Top Gear magazine of the year, EV of the year. Uh, so well done to them. That's yet another one. I think Stuff Magazine also gave them an award as well for the best one uh, for the I-Pace. And of course, as we talked about in the last podcast, it was, of course, the Scottish Car mm-hmm. of the Year as well. Now, we both like Mazdas, Ali, don't we? We both kind of like Mazdas. Absolutely. Well, the Mazdas welcome the new 2019 Mazda CX-5. And it's got new GT Sports Nav, it's upgraded model. It's been revised really across the range. And surprisingly for me, the CX-5 is now Mazda's UK's biggest selling model. Really? Yep. I wouldn't have thought that. Nope, I would have thought the 3, the 2 or even the MX-5. But no, the CX-5 is their biggest seller in the UK. And in the UK, Scotland is one of the uh, is their biggest market. Is it really? Yes, it's their biggest market. So uh, the, a lot of Mazdas are sold and so reliable as well. We we must um, get uh, Mister Fudge on from Mazda I'm to, sure to tell you can tell us more about what's coming up this year from Mazda as well. Hyundai, uh, congratulations to them as well. While well, we're talking about people winning awards, they won uh, an award to be named Electric Vehicle Manufacturer of the Year at the annual Green Fleet Awards. It's for the electric and the uh, electric various other electric models as well so they have received that well done to them a couple of cars i'm looking forward to driving this year ali um the mg now when i was young mg was the one to aspire to it was a small sports car kind of like the mx5 these days and i couldn't wait to drive an mg then they kind of fell from grace didn't mm, they well they mg's coming back up onto our system so we'll be driving, I think, two MGs we've got coming yep, up Yeah, we've got soon. them coming up on the rotor, so we look forward to reporting on those. As you say, I'm, I'm exactly the same. haven't driven an MG for years and years, so we'll look forward to getting behind the wheel and bringing the report on uh, the the wheels programme here as well. What and else one other that's caught my eye is the, the DS7 from the PSA group. You know, I've right. done DS5, we've done all these, there's, there's a luxury model of the Citroen Peugeot group, but... The DS7 looks fabulous and I'm desperate to get behind the wheel of that one. So hopefully that'll be on our road as soon as well. All coming up fairly shortly uh, on the, the Wheels programme here with me, Ali Bally, and with Lorraine as well. And we'll have various guests for you over the next few weeks. So please share, like and stick with us. Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels podcast. Like, share and subscribe.